We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Saturday, the 12th day of March, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson, alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Ned, it's great to see you. How are you today? Well, I just got back and, yeah, I'm interested. There's so much going on. So much going on. Not enough time to say. You know what it's like. I do know what it's like, yeah. Uh, we're, I'm, I'm sitting here scratching my head trying to figure out how we're going to get to all this today. Hopefully, Bruce... Bru oh, <laughs> Hopefully... <laughs> I see, see, I can't even get myself together. Hopefully, Bruce will be able to uh, kind of keep us on uh, uh, on track tonight and uh, get us to um, uh, hit our marks where we need to hit them. Bruce, how are you today? I'm healthy, alive. Yeah, doing well. Fantastic. Okay, um, I want to get to uh, the Pfizer dumps today. We're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about that a lot. Uh, however, today we're going to lead off with a little bit of what's going on uh, with Russia Ukraine. Just a little bit. We're not going to spend all all kinds of time on it because Ned, you're only on once a week or so, and so I want to get your take on it. Uh, and we can have we can discuss some other things. I know that you were on the phone with Marty before we started, and he wanted you to throw in a couple of points that uh, he forgot to mention last night. So we can kind of throw that in the mix. So. Uh, as we get into that, let's let's just go ahead and start off with it, uh, with your take on uh, what's been going on with the uh, the Russia Ukraine thing. Exactly as planned, I'd say. <laughs> the Ukraine, I mean, yeah. Putin seems to be moving on points, upsetting the upsetting the cart, proving everybody that's got a tinfoil hat, as they call them, right so far, and just the, the muck that's been dug up, and it's all centralized from. 2014 onwards and there's people looking into it um it is horrible and it is all centralized in how biden stroke obama administration started in 2014 made a horrible horrible mess of a country that was an easy play you could say and to manipulate and this is the end product of it and whether they've actually manipulated it to this point god knows the people are the people are suffering i mean the biggest problem is all it all goes back to money and everything. I mean, we've had the oligarchs. We've had, I mean, like like in the UK, we had an owner of a football team. He obviously got told to come home before it kicked off. Yeah, Bram He just yeah. gave up. The, yeah, so he gave up. Um, there was one of the oligarchs that um, suddenly died in Russia. Yeah. One died in London. Uh, there was uh, one one yeah. that was uh, uh, I don't know what company it was. Uh, it was an oil and gas company of some kind. It wasn't Gazprom. The financial director of Gazprom was found uh, dead in St. Petersburg a couple of days after this started. But uh, there was one in and London yet, that was found hanged in yeah. his own mansion. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's right. And yet the oligarchs' money is apparently most of it, a lot of it is based in London. Okay, it's going to get frozen. But all that means is, and and this is what. Martin was trying to say that he forgot to say last night. It's basically when, when all that amount of money gets frozen, you can, it's a safe haven because when this is over, you can bet that it's going to go back to them. It is going to go back through channels or whatever. And it, and you, you could call it basically a tax avoidance scheme because somebody somewhere is wise enough to say, well, 
<laughs> I know it was an invasion, but my, co- my company didn't make any money. So um, I don't want to pay any tax on this. Can I have any money back, please? And they will get it. And they will get it. And banks will manipulate it one way or another where they actually can take a breath and that their money stabilizes, their real money stabilizes, not the digital stuff. And, you know, who's going to pick the bill up? Every we the people. person. We the people. Yeah, we the people. Our pockets as a taxpayer are deeper than anybody else's, it seems. And yeah. Yeah. Bruce and I were talking budgets uh, before we started. Uh, apparently, they just okayed 14 billion. They fast tracked 14 billion through the House and the Senate to send to Ukraine. I don't even know how that happened. I mean, no one no one even asked for that. They just ran it through. Uh, and Bruce, you said that was part of a bigger package. They they just took out another what? One and a half trillion? <laughs> yeah, there's a there's another one and a half trillion. The one and a half trillion is supposed to be the government budget until September of oh, this for year. For God's sake. These people haven't had a budget since the 90s. Can I, can I actually ask a question now? If they're sending money to Ukraine, back when it all started, at 1.8 billion that disappeared into the oligarchs bank. Kolomoisky's bank, yeah. They haven't just signed. Haven't they, haven't they, hopefully they haven't siphoned this straight into that as well. Well, they don't, they no. don't have to use that as a shell, uh, <laughs> a shell company anymore. Now, this time, they can give it straight to because we have the narrative now. So they're probably just sending it straight to the bank that's going to be used. Yeah, so. but it'll be interesting if by horrible ways, interest to see where that money is, if it gets redirected, siphoned, whatever, to actually pay for the Russians arms as well there's an well, no because there. yeah but no because they're arming one side and they're going to get overrun and the russians are going to get those arms anyway so i mean yeah it all just exactly. works out that way doesn't in the, it? so once again what have we got here we've got the governments in the west saying well we're not going to send anybody except our civilians they can go that's a bit of fodder. Yeah. Oh, UK, get rid of them. Wh- Send whatever them their name is, is on is was on live TV. Was on the BBC last week saying, "Oh yeah, British citizens. Yes, yeah, sure, sure. We would encourage them to go over there." Yeah, yeah. And yet, the only people that are going to make the money out of this are the arms dealers. So keep the war going. Make the money. Why? Why? If you're going overseas uh, to to fight in Ukraine, why do you think you're going to be allowed back in your country again? They flip the narrative <laughs> on us so quickly for anything else. Why do you think they're, the, the narrative is going to flip again and yeah. you're not going to be allowed back in country? You've seen this before then. Yeah, the ISIS Thinks thing. ISIS and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same play. It stinks. and But it, it's all the people. The people are suffering. That's it. End of. People are suffering. People are dying. Someone's making a packet somewhere and uh, weaponizing words just to keep people fired up against it. And once again, you know it as much as anybody else. The media shut down. It's not showing what's going on and what we really need to do. As much as we need to stay vigilant on what's going on in Ukraine with the um, labs and everything, which obviously are there. And your Tory Newland let that one out of the bag, didn't she? Bless her cotton socks. Yes, she did. But the State Department said that there are no chemical or biological weapons in Ukraine. No, no labs exist. Uh, yes, yes, yes. But they also said, what, oh, uh, they're not weapons labs, they're defense labs. So <laughs> the either, way, yeah, e- either way, yeah, yeah. So so yeah, okay. So that's a lie, but that's not a lie. Well, we'll just change the title of the company next time. But it's 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 hot it's horrible. It's horrible. Putin's not good, America's not good. It is Ukraine is a is a playground and they're playing something out here. Yeah, there's not a good and guy here. There's not a good guy. No, there is no, no, no. And the problem is 
first crisis. We said there was going to be a crisis and we've still got to stay on top of all the COVID news. And that's really what we need to talk about as well, isn't it, really? Yeah, it is. And and we're going to segue to that right now. But and, and part of that segue, like I said, we got a lot of audio to get to today. Part of that segue is uh, is going to be this. Uh, I've got three clips here of Edward Dowd, former executive at BlackRock. He just gave an interview a couple of hours ago. Three clips of him just dropped. The full interview will be posted on our Telegram page later today. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but these three clips that Bruce and I reviewed uh, right before you walked in the door, Ned, makes perfect sense. Uh, and it's exactly what you said. And and it's exactly what we've been talking about. It's just a redirection. They want to take your focus off of COVID. And the numbers that we're going to go over, the, the adverse reactions that we're going to go over that have come out of these Pfizer documents, it's horrendous. It's it's horrendous. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do other than, at this point, other than continue to warn people and literally get on my knees and pray to the man upstairs. I don't know what else to do because well, if people are going to alive. Yeah. yeah I, I don't, I don't know what else to do. I, I really don't because I'm at, I'm kind of at the end of, as to what we can do. I, th I think we're doing all we can do here to try and warn people and try and advise people and get people steered in the right direction. But uh, I'm, I'm wasting time here because we got a lot to get to. Uh, Edward Dowd on why the Ukraine distraction will not work. Well, you know, there are no such thing, things as coincidences, you know, the, the Ukraine war, which was set up, as you said, months ago, was launched uh, on, uh, I think, uh, March 23rd of uh, 2022. And uh, the timing on that couldn't be more beneficial to them because that's when the, the German insurance company came out and said what they said. And then they, you know, a week later on the State of the Union address said COVID's over and, they, and everybody's lifting mandates and all this nonsense. They literally don't want to talk about this anymore. And, you know, I think there's enough of us awake who know how the games are run and how they try to distract uh, with um, events. This event isn't going to hide what's happened. And there's plenty of people out there who are going to make sure we don't forget. The public doesn't forget. We have alternative news media now, which I, I would say to you, I'm a futurist, right? You guys are already the mainstream media. These guys are dead. Twitter stock is in the tank. Facebook stock is in the tank. The mainstream media, they're dying. So if I was to, if you were if you were a public company, Alex, and you were a growth stock, I don't I don't your stock hand over fist in my portfolio because the the, the future is bright. So it's it's not going to work, as he said, and I don't believe that it will either because we now know what the game is. And and more than that, do you remember the, the, the protest movements that were happening in Germany? We were going over some of that footage before we started here. Those are still going on. And now what's being added into the mix is war. We don't want war. While the people are marching against COVID and what these people have done, they're also now marching with placards saying, we don't want war. Ned, I think it's a little of both because you've got the distraction, yes, but people see through it, at least the ones that are going to make the changes here, the positive changes that we need. The people see through it and they are compounding that agenda on top of what they're already focused on. So I think that's the key in, in moving in the right direction. Would you agree? I do. But you've also got to see and try and work out what, what, what they're manipulating. At the moment, the obvious thing they're trying to do behind the doors is to get these IDs going. And if you start flooding countries with refugees, that is just another excuse they'll use to get these IDs. So people have got to be very aware that 
they're going to try and break every last bit of your human rights and identity and try and compile everything on you until they get their social charter going. And that is the that is the major thing that's got to be stopped. I agree. Because that means they've once once that digital ID's there and they've got everything about you and then they decide what you are entitled to. What's your purpose to life when you can't do anything unless you're told you can? Where does the uh, the entrepreneurs born? Where are the people? Oh, well, you've, they've already compartmentalized everybody. They've already reduced them to um, cattle status and animal status, and that's you're that is what. Like, yeah, that's what they want to do. No, no population. It, it's they, they started. You see, it's been going on so long, and where they compartmentalize. I mean. I'm in the UK. As much as anything else, I said, Brexit, people decided, or whatever. But it was a very close call. Very close call, whatever. But that was segregation. That was part of it. And if the people can't actually see that, whatever, which way you voted, that it was achieved what people wanted. They wanted to, if they couldn't have done the media like it is if they hadn't totally managed to break everybody up into little lumps. And that's what they've done. This is exactly why Marty and I have been arguing for years that uh, political parties were tired of them because all it does is block people up and divide people. I know. And you got the trouble is you got so many people that are intelligent. And look, one thing they've got to get over, yeah, they've used your intelligence, your need to have identity against you. Because the more identification tablets they've got on everybody, the more groups, the more little clicks, the more whatever, the more division it plays against you. Because unless you, your common sense kicks in, you'll stay in your segments. And that's what they want. We're a population. You've got to do this on a global scale. That's what the Canadians try to show us with their convoy. That's why everybody that's marching with their feet on the ground is trying to say, it's got to be as a global population. That is our identity. I agree, sir. I agree. Next clip here, uh, again, Edward Dowd being interviewed by uh, Alex Jones. Again, I'm after the content of the interview. That, that's all I'm after here. So, I mean, if you, you know, it's up to you how you, uh, how you view the guy. Uh, but it was a good interview thus far from what we've heard. Let's talk about Gates for just a minute. Mm. Yeah, I know you were going to laugh mm. at that. Let's talk about Gates. Melinda Gates is starting to spill the beans a little bit on his relationship <laughs> with, uh, with Epstein. Uh, and yeah, here, here's the, no, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You've got the CFO, not the CEO, the CFO of Pfizer who walked out as in left. He left the company back in November because I think quite frankly, that guy was smart enough to understand what was going on. So he took an early retirement, shall we say Pfizer's offices today. I've seen two different video clips. Pfizer's offices today, vacant. As in, the only reason that you would be able to identify that as a Pfizer building is because they haven't taken the sign off the side of the building yet. There's no security. Usually, even if even if these these pharma companies and in their corporate offices, even if they didn't have people at the office, they're still going to have security guards in those guard shacks at the gates. They're not even there. Bruce, you're laughing. Mm-hmm. Were you laughing at what, what are you laughing? At? Are you laughing at the fact that they oh okay, all right. I thought you were laughing at the they're dragging the suitcase full of money out the out the back door there. <laughs> no, the uh cat behind me settled oh, in see. and did the did a little thing. Yeah, yeah, my does the same. Yeah, yeah. He he does the same. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, uh, this is Dowd on uh, on Bill Gates and the uh, the people that have got some uh, repercussions coming down the road. The insurance uh, Wall Street analyst that has been helping me 
is going to go public soon, but he's going to go public um, in his own way to an audience that can make a difference that has a financial interest in this fraud that is on the wrong side of this fraud. So that look for that coming soon. It, what he's going to do will eventually go public. He's not going to put out a press release, but he'll it'll go public. And uh, I also want people to understand that um, I was contacted by a very senior chief risk officer actuary at a major insurance company who wants to compare notes. So things are going on behind the scenes. And this 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 thing that I'm doing is I'm about to lose control of it. And I'm gladly going to hand it off to my friend who's been doing all the work. And, uh, you know, if you're if you're on Wall Street and you still think Pfizer and Moderna are good buys, uh, I got news for you. There's some catalysts coming that are probably not going to be good for holding those stocks. Well, let's come back and talk about this, but let's start now. Um, Melinda French Gates coming out uh, saying it's Bill's problem. He's got to answer for Epstein. Epstein's the most evil man on earth. I mean, she is burning Bill. That shows her. She knows big stuff's coming out. Oh, absolutely. The, the, you know, Alex, you and I, you're, 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 I told you on your last show, you're a stock picker. You just didn't know it. These are what we call tells. These are things that happen before the news comes. And, you know, one of the tells on Pfizer was the CFO of Pfizer, Lou D'Amalio, who ran, uh, helped run Lucid into the ground in that dot-com bubble. He left in November because he knows what's coming. He doesn't want to be there. He, re- he retired. He said, you know, I've seen this movie before. It doesn't end well. You know, he, I don't think he was involved in the fraud, but he was the numbers guy. There's no accounting fraud at Pfizer, but he, he probably heard what was going on and he was horrified and he, he exited stage left. So Melinda Gates is a tell. Something bad's coming. And it's just the same with the CEO of Moderna, which, Ned, you pointed out before, and you, you brought receipts to the table when you talked about it. Moderna, that's that's uh, that's Gates' company. That's his baby, was Moderna. He was going to make a 20-fold increase on everything that he put in before COVID with Moderna. And the CEO of Moderna, Stefan Bensel, deleted his Twitter account, dumped all of his stock, and he's nowhere to be found. He's gone. But we've got to remember that as much as anything else, if if people do look at these Pfizer papers, Pfizer was at the bottom of this pharma ladder or very close to it before the COVID. And basically, they were working for BioNTech. And we've got to see, I mean, we don't even know if a lot is siphoned that way and how it affects them, because I have not heard that name rattled around too much. So Pfizer is definitely going to take a fall. It's another face. Yeah, it is. It is. I think, and I think Moderna is going to take a fall too because Pfizer stock, Moderna stock, I mean, as he said, if I were an investor, I wouldn't want to be holding any of those stocks. The thing is, if they're just faces, hopefully people will, will, you know, latch on and keep digging and keep digging and keep digging because Pfizer can fall. It's whoever's behind it. You still got to keep digging. This is going to take a long time. Yes, it is. It's going to take a very long time. It is. This is going to be a long fight. I told Bruce at the start of this thing, I mean, all the way back in 2019, I said, my friend, this is going to be the longest fight that (laughs) that we've Mm -hmm. ever been in. And he's like, oh, maybe. I said, no, 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 no. I said, this is going to be a long one. I haven't let you down yet, have I, Bruce? (laughs) This this is going to be a long one. It's, uh, yeah, it's not, it's showing to me that it's not just the COVID fight that's going to be a long one. It's going to be a long one, period, now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're, the, uh, we're fighting for society. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. We're we're fighting to to try and, and and preserve our civilization here. Literally, literally. I know that, that 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 sounds that sounds horrendous, but that's really what's on the line here. Is that it's legitimately that Dowd yeah. also in his last piece here he he mentions um, 
a uh, a German insurance company, their their largest insurance company, BKK. Uh, we talked about this. Uh, I believe we discussed this. I can't remember if you were on with us, Ned, but we discussed this, Bruce. I know you and I did about uh, the number of uh, adverse cases that they were dealing with here that were being covered up. Most insurance companies have them go up 30, 40 percent, you know, in insurance claims and everything due to COVID is horrendous. It's not just BKK. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, we're seeing the, the rises everywhere. And in fact, in that the paper, the Pfizer dump we were going to go over, there was a lot of cases in there of yeah, yeah. adverse effects. Oh, that's a, that was hideous. I mean, it was, you just get tired going through the pages. I mean, what, was, he, it, it, what was interesting about it, not really interesting, but what really stuck out um, in those papers, there was 42,000 case reports. So there was 42,000, we'll, we'll say jabs in this, right? Of those 42,000, 158,000, almost 159,000 uh, events. So meaning they had some kind of either uh, Multiple reaction. That re yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. So they, so almost what? what we, that's almost four per person, almost. It's about three and a, three and a half, three and a quarter. And probably you only had one or two in some of them. And some of them probably had a cartload. You see, and this is this is what I said in the, you know, back in the early days when um, Moderna did their first tests. Three out of fifteen people hospitalized. The first test. I mean, that is chronic. That's a massive percentage, and yet it still got pushed through. Yeah, this th there was more people dying of the vaccine there than were dying of a placebo. Which when when that happens. The, the vaccines aren't approved. It, 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 it's going to come out. You know, it's, you know what the, the end fight's going to be. The FDA will say, we never approved it. And yet the Pfizer paper right there on the side of it says, approved on April 30th, 2021 at 0926 GMT. What's the best thing to do? Denial. Yeah. It's going to happen. I mean, as soon as they said, well, we can't, put all the paperwork together. We can't print it out or whatever. Somebody will just say, well, they compiled this quickly and threw it out. We've got no record of this. It all just drag. Which is interesting if they said that because all the paperwork that they're supposed to be sending out now, the dumps, is supposed to be the same paperwork that they sent the FDA. Mm -hmm. So if the FDA takes that stance, it'll only open the door for a FOIA request and then either the FDA is going to have to delete the data they had and say, we don't have data, or... Don't you think that's already going on? Out. Yes and no. you got to look at it as if, as if you're in charge. What would you do? Yeah, well, the reason I say no, I say yes. Okay, I'll, I'll say yes. If I was in charge, yes, I could see it being deleted. The problem it, is... They won't delete everything. They will delete enough to muddy the water. Right. But but what I'm getting at is the no part is how many people are involved in the deleting process, because you need as few people involved as possible for the deletion process. And we're talking thousands of pages that they yeah. would have to go through to, to delete. So one person you, you're not going to be able to do. It'll take multiple. If one of those people squeal, the entire system, uh, I mean, your, your entire endeavor collapses. Which is why you're going to start seeing people um, permanently retire, if you will. That's usually what they do to yeah, faces do will disappear. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry I had to step away. I do apologize. That was that was completely my fault. Um, so, something came up I had to take care of. I, I want to play this clip here of Dowd and this last clip of Dowd, and then we'll roll right back into where you guys were. I'm sorry. Like I said, it was my fault I had to step away. Uh, and I've got the audio queued up on the board. My mistake. But anyway, this is Dowd talking about the, um, the adverse reactions reported by the German insurance company. This is a worldwide tragedy, and it's a war. And whether the government knew it was a war on people, they're currently warring on their own people. And it's it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Well, Edward, you're doing groundbreaking work. Please continue with with with, with the news and information. Absolutely. So um, the other thing I want to point out uh, a couple of weeks ago, a German insurer, BKK, uh, one of the board members came out and he said and used the, their data that the government was underreporting injuries, not deaths, forget deaths, uh, was underreporting injuries by a factor of 10 to 1. Then they took their data and said, well, if we just apply what we've seen in our own 11 million clients and uh, apply that to the total population of Germany, they came up with a number of two and a half to three million Germans who were injured by vaccines enough so that they had to go seek medical treatment. Uh, That's 3.6% of the German population or one in 25. So I would challenge any regulator at the FDA to tell me they've approved a drug with that kind of uh, adverse event profile. I would say they, they haven't. And so we have, a, we have a, a fraud that occurred on the front end, and now we're seeing the fruits of that fraud. And we're going to get into more of that fraud that you guys started to talk about while I was, uh, st- while I was away there. Your thoughts on uh, Mr. Dowd, either one of you, and then we'll roll right into the uh, the Pfizer papers. Oh, that's excellent. It's, it's excellent. I mean, he's obviously with his, his co-conspirators or whatever the people want to call them or whatever they want to say, at least they're digging and they're staying on top of this and they're, they're turning things up. It's all about information. If there are companies, there are lawyers, there's a lot of people that are getting under this now, but there's not enough still. There's not enough still because people are still blind to it and they're still deaf to it. Yeah, he, he says we are now the media because we're getting it out there, but we've got to find a way to actually break that mainstream grip so people do understand because that is when the avalanche will happen. That is when people will seriously get upset. To his point there, saying that, whether the governments knew or not, I personally think they knew that that that's my my personal belief. However, even if they didn't know and they had their head in the sand or they were inept or whatever, the thing is, is they had the data to see what was going on. Like they they could see that there was adverse events. You had multiple injuries going on. You You could have put the data together and been like, whoa, hold up. This isn't right. We have to put a halt to this. And could have stopped the vaccine rollout sooner, but you didn't. In but instead, what did happen? It, it well, yeah, the media was complicit in that as well. But then, what what did happen though is the American people started seeing it, and the Americans were like, "Okay, no, we're we're going to slow down. We're not taking this." And it 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 slowed down rapidly on how many people were uptaking it. That doesn't change the number of people that were hurt. That doesn't change uh, the fact that this was all known. This was fraud. How deep it goes is what is what what. Um, the thing is, is we're, we're, we're still talking on business rhetoric. We're still talking money. We're still talking fraud. I mean, what people should be talking is how close to manslaughter and murder 
I mean, what is the difference between manslaughter and murder? Murder is you knowingly did something. Manslaughter is you killed somebody, but you didn't really mean to sort of thing. Where does it all fit? You know, somewhere down the line, people have died. Yeah. Not one, not two, not tens, not hundreds, thousands of them, tens of thousands more. of them. I'd argue more. I, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the thing is, you, you go back, it's all about political rhetoric. This thing about whether the government's new or whatever. I mean, it's like in the UK, you got Jarhead stand up in Parliament, yeah, saying on advice. And he's standing there. And yet the sage advice was, do not give it to 12 to 15-year-olds. And yet he's standing there telling the schools to advise their, the parents and kids to take it on advice. And that's all he said because he couldn't say scientific advice because that would be from Sage. On, on advice, advice from who? From who? Exactly. Exactly. Who? Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're having the same issue uh, here in the States where – they were saying the vaccine stuff now because the vaccine push is kind of dwindled off and people aren't taking them. Now they're pushing, well, we need to get approval for these medications that are for COVID for the younger generations. You know, the ones that are causing kidney failure, renal failure, heart uh, conditions, those medications, they want to try to give them to kids. No. So oh, the question awful. of whether or not this is intentional or this was fraud I, I think it absolutely was intentional to your to your point about Alec Baldwin. That, in my opinion, is is uh, manslaughter. In yeah. this case, this is full on murder. All right, let's let's talk Pfizer papers. Uh, let's let's just roll right into that, as we said we were going to do. But we could sit here for probably three hours and and actually just continue on with with uh, the the topic that we're on. But you got something else you want to say? Oh, oh, I was I was I was nodding, uh, shaking my head in in the fact of. Not only could we go on for three hours on that, but the, the Pfizer papers, if we were to go through and read off all the adverse effects oh, in the oh six pages, we, yeah, it would take seven. three hours to get through that. To get through that, yeah. The entire thing is just, it's disgusting to, to just look at, uh, the, the whole thing. This is a document that we posted up uh, on our Telegram page. You can go and get it. Uh, this is the Pfizer document that was released that shows what they knew post-vaccination trials. They knew this. They knew this. And we just looked at a we just looked at a paper that shows the wire transfer of two point eight million dollars from Pfizer directly to the US Department of Treasury to give to the FDA to get the emergency use authorization through. Now you're you're telling me what what did you say that was, Bruce? That was um that was a transaction fee, is all that was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Transaction fee. Yeah. Processing fee. fee. Yeah, yeah. Right. We'll just start with this. The first thing that stood out to me uh, in this, and we'll get down into to all the numbers. I know you guys talked some numbers already while I was uh, while I was away there. But the first thing that stood out to me was right here. The first part of this, the general overview, it is estimated that approximately blank doses of uh, whatever were shipped worldwide from the receipt of the first temporary authorization for emergency supply on December 1st of 2020 through February 28th of 2021. But the amount that they shipped was redacted. Why is that redacted? That should not be redacted. Even if it's an internal document, that should not be redacted. Why is that redacted? I want to know how many they sent out. Well, it says B4. Are they talking, is it 4 billion? <laughs> 4 billion. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They just secured another 2 million here. But anyway, that and then they, they talk about how many reported cases they had uh, out of a total of uh, was it, they had uh, 42,086 case reports, 25,379 uh, of them medically confirmed and 16,700 of them were non-medically confirmed. They had 158,893 events. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's what we were saying. One person might have had one. Another person would have had a handful. Yeah. And those six, you see, people have got to understand, when you say six pages of side effects, we're talking, if you can think of an A4 piece of paper that isn't in large print and it's jammed full and times that by six, use your imagination, people, that's how many side effects you could have got from a jab. Yeah, it was, it was, it was written as if it were like complete sentences, not bullet points. So yeah. it was one adverse effect, comma, the next one, comma, yeah. the next one. And so set your computers, on. people, and just bring your word up or whatever platform you use, put some nice small print on there and just go dit, 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 and see how much it takes to fill one of those pages up and times it by six. And then you have an idea of what they were asking you and telling you you should go for. And then I want to see if you don't swear. I was going over when we got our hands on this document, uh, it, right when it dropped, when we got our hands on it and Bruce and I were going over it immediately. We had it across our desks and, and, and we were looking at it and we had somebody that was in that evening that had COVID as in like was in the hospital on a vent over from England. And he has been saying since he came out of hospital, oh, I can't wait to go get my jab. Can't wait to go get my jab. They told me I needed a jab, and I was we're, like, "We're we're sitting here, and we're we're telling him you've got okay. to stay away from that. You've got to stay away from it." And he just he wasn't hearing it. He he really was not hearing it. But he just happened to be in that evening, just a, a few days ago, when we were going over that, and he said, "What is all this?" And I said, "These are the adverse reactions you get from jabs." And he says, "Which one?" And I said, "All of them." <laughs> All, all of them. And you might not get one, but that's the chances in there. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. As he's looking at all this stuff, I think that right there was enough. To be honest, I, I think he had a he had a he had a complete change uh, of mind after that. Don't you think, Bruce? Yeah, and the fact that um, they were actually saying, "Yeah, you shouldn't take the jab just yet." The fact that he was going that they were telling him that it, it, it kind of I think that kind of maybe started the gears turning and then we started giving him this information he's that that's when everything he popped the clutch and everything kicked into gear and he was like oh uh hmm but this is the problem would you classify him as a normally intelligent person like yeah, most people I mean, it, most, yeah. if you think yeah. about it yeah all, all human beings have intelligence but if it's not actually saddled with a bit of common sense to actually be able to use it and you're you actually get to a point where, I mean, we are creatures of extremes and we like to believe in something and believe that, well, yeah, we're not having one put over on us and everything like that. And some of us believe in the better of everybody. Some believe in the worse of everybody, but we are like that. And because of that, you've got it on a massive scale, on a global scale, but people were doing the same and that's it. They haven't seen that news that, that that news has been shut out from them on the media yeah if that opens up that is when the sluice gate comes up and you're going to get a flood yeah well and this is why we is, have war in ukraine is that right there yeah smoke screen and who's paying for that the people taxpayers and people with their lives dr naomi wolf yeah dr naomi wolf on steve bannon's podcast discussing her findings and people she is sitting down with lawyers doctors people that are speaking out in their findings of what's in this paper. So I've now personally looked at, um, I would say a dozen of these, 
And absolutely, they require further investigation. We've got, and we had a meeting last night, um, uh, health fraud insurance investigators. We've got retired physicians. We've got RNs. We've got scientists reviewing what the uh, cadre and the front lines are are finding. So let me give you one example that I know is meaningful. 36 children were involved in these trials, including a two-month-old baby. So is that legal? Is it not legal? I don't know, but I know that it's but the lawyers are looking at it, but I know that it's absolutely relevant for news like, you know, the Florida governor saying we're not going to do this anymore. Um, 36 children were involved in experimental trials, including a barely newborn baby. Uh, another important finding for Mr. Kovac, a thousand percent meaningful. And this is on document 5.3.6. Of the adverse effects they identified post-vaccination, 4.6% of them were COVID. I really want you to let that sink in. Of the adverse events that Pfizer identified in their own internal documents that followed vaccination, 4.6% of the adverse effects were COVID. So I would, I'm not a lawyer, but I would think that goes right to this point that the vaccination do not protect you from getting COVID. Pfizer knew this. And then the CDC with this document, again, 5.3.6, you can look it up. It is now a matter of public record. Um, You know, Rochelle Walensky, Dr. Fauci said, safe and effective, safe and effective. You won't get COVID. Well, Pfizer knew that was not true. I want to highlight one more to me, very meaningful finding on this same document. Um, uh, Several of my friends and, and colleagues have reported really very serious muscle aches as uh, following vaccination. Um, their doctors don't know what it is. Their doctors don't identify it as related to vaccination at all. It's not part of what the CDC has been telling us is a possible side effect. They say headache, you might, you know, be a little sniffly. Well, in this same document, 11.7% of the adverse events on this document, on this document, this internal document, are myalgia which is muscle aches, muscle pains. And again, this is not trivial. I mean, I know people who've had these muscle aches for months and months, and it's affecting their mobility and their quality of life. Um, So these are just three initial findings that these wonderful volunteers and these high-powered, you know, additional skill set people who are volunteering, the the lawyers, the scientists, the uh, health care fraud investigators are identifying. And there's more to come. Now, the question becomes... How do you get that message? Because we've been screaming about that for two years. How do you mm-hmm. get, and, and I'm, I'm happy to see finally, I'm so happy to see finally that organizations like this, the, the larger ones, the heavy hitters, I'm happy to see that they're finally starting to pick it up. But how do you take that and turn it into something that is comprehensible to the average person out there that still doesn't know what's going on? The person that traded their mask for a Ukrainian national flag. How, how do you, how do you, that's all they did. They, they swapped it. They just, they, they flipped it from one agenda to the next. You got all these politicians in Western civilization, US, UK, Canada, everything else. You've got all these politicians that are saying, hashtag stand with Ukraine, and they don't give a damn about our own borders. Can they not see the hypocrisy, the, the yeah, insanity? The only way to do it is the same way you've done it. You actually spoke to the person that wanted to go get the second jab or whatever. It's getting out no, to the enough first people. One. That, the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And he wants the second jab, even though the first one hurt him and stuff like that. He didn't, no, he just, didn't get the first one. He didn't he get won. the first one. No, he, he wanted to. He had COVID. He was in the hospital with uh, with COVID on a vent. He almost died. 
And then he survived it somehow. I don't know how in the hell he did it, but he survived it. And he got out and he said, oh, I can't wait to go get my jab. They told him at the hospital. The NHS doctors told him at the hospital to go get a jab. No, you see, I mean, at the moment, there's another paper come out. Yeah. And uh, our people in the world, like I'm talking about human nature, that want the unvaxxed and the vaxxed to shake hands and everything else like that. And there's actually a paper that come out on the uh, effects of immunity, like COVID immune, natural immunity. And they're saying this is basically what you've got to listen to because natural immunity was dumbed down by the CDC and everything else like that. And the point is now even your Johnson and Johnsons have backed it up and stuff like that, saying you get 90% protection from natural immunity now. And now they're using the rhetoric because they can't prove it beforehand, but they said the maximum you possibly could have got Protection from the vaccination was 56.6, and it deteriorated as soon as you got it. But then it still didn't stop. It didn't cure anything. So the rhetoric they're using is, basically, if you've got natural immunity and you have a vaccine after, this is the hurtful rhetoric that I don't like, that will help. And they're using that rhetoric to get the people to come together. But they should tell the people, this vaccine isn't good for you. Just stick with your natural immunity. I'd rather have my... 90% and have the chance of getting hurt. But they don't tell you that. that that's against the agenda. They're, they're, so, they're so enamored with that agenda now that it's literally, it's, it, it, I want to play this clip of McCullough here. It's not too long, but um, it's literally the mass formation psychosis. There is no, and I, I said this before we've, we even got anywhere near this point. I said, when you have a power structure, this is historically how this works. When you have a power structure, an established power structure that's been in power for a prolonged period of time, and they become weakened, right? Donald Trump, whether you liked him or not, Donald Trump, and that vote, doesn't matter what you think about him, it was that vote. That vote of what he represented was the problem. Brexit, you guys voted to leave the European Union. That vote, no matter what you thought about it, that vote was a problem. Mm -hmm. That was the power structure namely the European Union and the global cabal behind Schwab and World Economic Forum and all the rest of it. That's the established power structure that's been in place for a long time. We just haven't seen it. Not all of it anyway. They got weakened by those votes, didn't they? You were starting to pull away from the world government project and they couldn't have it. When that happens, you have a group of people that are in that position. Once they get weakened, they get whipped up into this insane frenzy of hatred and fear and paranoia until the whole thing... They do. They double down uh, until the whole thing becomes a madhouse and the whole system tears itself apart. The system is a madhouse. These people have gone insane and the system's being torn apart. It's coming the apart at the seams they, now. They don't care who gets hurt. And you know, no, they don't. And the thing is, when it gets to this stage, the people that don't care who gets hurt and they think, oh, we'll just let the whole house of cards come down yeah, and they want to pick it up at the end they, yeah. and they want to pick it up at the end and that just can't be allowed yeah this is mccullough on how the insanity just it has it has no no bottom to it and how matthias desmond tells us we're in mass psychosis which by the way occurred in nazi germany has occurred in these religious cult suicides how we know <laughs> is that there's no limit to the absurdity of the behaviors you know, people wearing masks and driving alone in the car, people wearing masks, swimming in an Olympic swimming pool. Uh, there's no absurdity. People taking, uh, I'll give you an example in my field. I'm a cardiologist. I have a young Naval Academy cadet. He has his whole life ahead of him. He takes the vaccine. 
he gets significant heart injury with the first shot. His commanders and every doctor in the Naval Academy tells him to take the second shot. <laughs> His mother is terrified. His whole military career is online. That is mass psychosis. He's correct. Is he wrong? And he, actually, he's, I'm, he's glad he actually I'm glad he actually reminds us about something. As much as we've been speaking about the adverse, even that lady was speaking about the adverse effects, the pain and everything. They want anybody that's had the vaccine needs to have themselves checked out, especially your heart. Because this myocarditis has gone through the roof. They've, I mean, you, you've, got, you've got people finding their children dead at autopsies, and then they find out they've got expanded hearts and muscle failure around the hearts. And this myocarditis is supposed to really only been post-puberty in adults. Now, because they vaccinated, especially God knows how many in America, down to what age, five and above, they've been seeing myocarditis problems in children of five and above. Uh, if you've had it, you need to have a, get, get your heart checked out. And the reason, if you think about it, these athletes, right, at their optimum and when they're pushing it, their heart is under a hell of a lot of pressure. They push their muscle, that pump, to the extreme. They get vaxxed, and that is why they're dying. Here, uh, the VARES, uh, and for myocarditis specifically, it is currently, the first two months of this year, is 47% of the entirety of 2021. So, and, that, and that's just the myocarditis. Yeah, that is the big one. That is the massive one. Myocarditis is something it's got to be looked at. I could not imagine what it'd be like to come home and go to your kid's bed as a teenager and go, get up, and it's dead. The poor child is gone. You get a post-mortem, and then you find out, oh, it was to do with the heart. This is affecting the cardio side of things in a massive way. And like we said before, someone's got to compile, not the ones they pick on. You are going to get the lawyers picking on specific things they can fight with. That list has got to be out there. And everyone in there, they've got to look at what was the state of our populations before the vaccine. And now we've got this list compiled of possible adverse effects. Let's compile what's happened over these two years. And that will get you even closer to the damage you've got. And it's going to be a, 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 a horrible haul. You're going to find it is. Tons it is. Of skeletons. Um, I got two two last pieces of audio we got to get to. Um, this Sorry. is... No, you're fine. You're you're fine. Uh, we're 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 okay on time. Uh, this is Steve Kirsch uh, testifying in front of who's sitting next to McCullough, who's testifying in the Pennsylvania State Senate, and this is his take on the data that was in the Pfizer trials as well. Now we all know in the Pfizer trial that was published in the medical literature that more people died who got the vaccine than who got um than who got the placebo. In other words, the vaccine killed more people than the placebo did. Now, it's not supposed to work that way for a vaccine, right? Vaccines are supposed to save lives. But in fact, in the clinical trial, more people died who got the drug than who didn't get the drug. And the reason is because that the clinical trial showed that you could save one life for every 22,000 people who got the drug from COVID. However, more people died who got the drug because they died from different reasons. They died from the vaccine. But see, everybody is focused on how many lives we can save from COVID, and they're not focused on how many deaths were caused by the vaccine. So I did a calculation. 
Well, it turns out that when you say one person for every 22,000 people you inject, it means we could have saved, that the vaccines have saved 10,000 lives over the course of a year. 10,000 lives. Now, 3 million people die every year. You just saved 10,000 lives. Congratulations. That's rounding error. We turned this country upside down to save just 10,000 lives. But we actually didn't save 10,000 lives because when you look at the VAERS numbers and you look at it 12 different ways that didn't even use VAERS, you come up with at least 150,000 people who have been killed by the vaccine. There's no other explanation. So you killed 150,000 in order to maybe save 10,000 lives. And that's if the, the, the actual variant matched the vaccine, which it doesn't. So in other words, and for kids, by the way, the, the risk benefit is even worse. It's a, we kill 117 kids to save one life because everybody is focused, laser focused on how many lives can we save from COVID. And they're not focused on how many people actually die from the vaccine because it's all covered up because the doctors aren't allowed to talk about it because they will lose their license or they will be fired if they talk about it. A massive moral problem there, isn't there? I think the entire thing needs to be on national news across the country, yeah. cover to cover. Oh, God, yeah. End to end. Yeah, it, it, the and thing is, if you shown. get out in one this country... Wasn't shown. This was not shown anywhere. Oh, no, of course it wasn't. No, of course it won't be. This is Senate testimony. Yeah. But you can't say those kind of things on social media. If you were to post this clip onto social media, you'll either have your uh, social media posts censored, shadow banned, or completely removed, or you'll be banned until you remove it. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you're talking about banning. Uh, they even shut down, I mean... Zot is being shot down left, right, and center, and all they're doing is showing what people are filming on all these convoys and stuff from their phones, and they're just keeping popping up every now and then, and they know they're going to get so much airtime before they get shot down again. And it's just uh, there must be uh, there must be uh, an awesome amount of people that is are reviewing everything that's coming in. Yeah. So if if you if you look at that, yeah, but the moral the moral problem there is. People are actually seeing this and still shutting it down. So you have that, to review it to shut it down. I don't know that people are actually seeing it. All this can be done through an algorithm. So I don't know that anybody's, you, you don't necessarily have to have a person do it anymore. <laughs> so, so you've got a YouTube spam bin that somebody has to just review anyway. Um, someone's, someone's seeing it. Maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, it, that's putting it kindly if you say that they are reviewing it. I don't think they are. Actually, no, going in and reviewing it. No, I, they're, they're I think it's an algorithm that just. Yeah, yeah, they're they're swinging ban hammers all over the place. Uh, YouTube, as a matter of fact, today YouTube said any Russian media now, any of it worldwide, is now banned from all of their platforms. They're not even relegating that to countries anymore. They've now Google's now stepped up and said we're shutting everything down. That's too much for one person to sit down and do, or even a team of people to sit down and do. I think Bruce is right. I think no, 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 no. But you know, you, you do need an algorithm, but. Don't get me wrong. There's more than one or two people mixed up in this. Be able to do this on a worldwide scale. You're talking the thousands of people at all levels. Yeah, yeah. you're tr uh, to to that point. You're 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 right. The, there is third party companies that these organizations hire that go in and and do exactly that. They uh, moderate, audit, whatever you want to, however you want to call it, uh, content that people put up. Yeah, so that is true, but. You, you you have to, an algorithm flags the content first, 
Yep. And depending on what the content that is, that'll, like, for that'll example, isolate it. That'll, isolate that'll isolate it down. Yeah. yeah. Whether or not, for example, if it's vaccine related and, and the algorithms are precise enough that you can go in and if you've seen the copyright stuff that YouTube does, for example, and how those copyright strike things, you can get a copyright strike without actually having a physical person report you. It'll be their algorithm that'll catch it. So they're getting pretty good with their um, algorithms and they can they can catch when somebody's talking about COVID and being oh, negative no, about that. it. But the thing is, they're all they've all become unanswerable. That is the problem. If, I mean, if you were, had a YouTube channel and you got shut down, the first thing you'd do is go to them and go, why? They don't have to answer that anymore. They don't have to, they, they've all, they, uh, they've, they've all become a power within it, within their own little pond. They're a big fish in their yeah. own little pond. Yeah. They haven't, they haven't awesome. answered people. So it, like any, oh. any of the, any of the mainliners that have been banned, you know, one, the, the people that were the first to go, they don't give any explanations. They just either demonetize them or kick them off or whatever. And then they appeal the decision and they say, what did we violate? And they can't tell them because they don't know. They just do it. Exactly. So you've got to be very politically correct to avoid your algorithm yeah and not deliberately not side one way or another you've got to be very clever at that be able to sidestep all that damage let me ask you a question in your opinion based on what you've seen with the pfizer documents what we've discussed here tonight uh and what's coming for these people the damages that these people have done and the smoke screen that's now being portrayed because of that with the whole ukraine thing which that's going to fail on its face anyway in your opinion what do you think should be done with these people the crime's too big this is a societal change and the only thing you can hope for is that to bring all of these out into the open and remove them i mean you can't go around and line them up against the wall and shoot them even if it's something they deserved because of what they've done you've got to have a massive societal change where somehow you've got to stop this from happening again you've 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 got to be the bigger person in this somehow but it's got to be on a whole population level and they, it's a wake up call to saying we have really acted like a big bunch of dumb bastards because we've just followed we're the bull with the bull ring and someone's just towed the population down the lines and it's followed blindly. Not everyone's been like that. We, we've got to be careful to, to not dumb down people because human nature is so malleable. We could either turn this into a firefight or not because human nature is malleable. It's like you say, they've gone to the blue and yellow already and forgot about whether it, it is so malleable, and these people have been doing it for a long time. And we've we've somehow got to come out of this and go, okay, how do we get people back online in vast numbers to actually say, okay, this isn't going to happen? And it has to be on a global scale. There's no, there's nothing getting away from globalization now, really, if you think about it, because the segregation has got us to where we are now. So the populations have got to somehow. We're at this this tipping point of it's got to be global. We have to be global but of an opinion, and we've got to really wake up. There's more to life than Wi-Fi and Xboxes and whatever. We 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 we, we have to grow up and look at this from a massive point of view. Otherwise, someone's going to get away with murder, and we're just going to lose because we're still split up. They've still got control of so many facets of our 
life. Do you think that it's the? I, I need to be careful about how I say this because I'm not. I'm not against. Uh, I'm not against this stuff. I'm against how it's used. Do you think that it's the, the what's caused people to to get to this point and and keep them in this point rather is the manipulation of mass media, social media being perpetuated by what people have in their pockets, namely the smartphone. People have been glued to this thing. You ask any parent, no matter how far back you go to the fifties or whatever, or then on with the changes in society due to fashion, music, but with all your magazines, which was the social media then, to the electronic social media now, how many parents worried of what the kids were looking at and the changes they were going through? Yes, we are so malleable. We've seen it. We've done it ourselves. We've been through it. We become parents. We give it shit. They're going to go through it, and they become parents. It's more extreme. It's become more of a science. I mean, the amount of young girls and even boys now that have to be look a certain way and do whatever. They look at their phones and they pose their faces into them and whatever. My daughter's been through so many different things. I'm going, well, what are you doing? Oh, I'm a selfie queen, you know what I mean, or something like that. Is that and a thing? They go through these things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know where? Oh. Do you know where selfie came from? I have no idea. I I don't even I didn't even yeah. know what the term was until about like uh, so, less than you know a year they got, ago. You, like, you know the they got selfie sticks for that. Well, yeah, yeah, the changed. sticks. Yeah. It actually, yeah, it actually came out from a, from Australia. Some bloke went out on a hell of a good night out, right? And he woke up in a right mess. He was a right mess. Yeah. So he sent a picture of himself out to his mates. And that is when Serna went, what the hell happened to you? And that was the first. So that's where Selfie came from. Yeah, okay. And then, right. it, then it came from, then it, then it caught on and came out and came out and then went on. Uh-huh. And it came Selfies. And But yeah, it's it's social media. I mean, they, they get magazines and it doesn't matter what you look like. They can always paint out things and you can do it with the electronics and everything. It's become more refined. and. People have got you. Good thing about the human race is we're all different. We're not a clone of each other. That's what makes us special. The individuality, however. Oh yeah. Well, sorry. Ugly to somebody isn't necessarily ugly to another. Ugly doesn't exist. Okay. Somebody thinks, well, I I, I fell out the ugly tree and hit every branch on the way down. You know. But oh, I mean, be yourself. Because if you're not yourself, if you're trying to be somebody else, you will never be comfortable in your own skin. And that is what it's all about. Social media, yeah. And we are very malleable. We are. So you're you're pretty clear on your point there on uh, uh, on what you think should be done with these people for what they've done to society to to civilization. Okay, I I see your point. Be the bigger. Well, person. maybe okay. maybe they should have a Facebook. Maybe they should have a Facebook account, and Facebook should only exist for them, and they could talk to each other in their own little. Well, they do uh, that anyway. It's called Facebook massive and big place. Put, they do it now. <laughs> put, put them in one big place, and the only people they can speak to is each other, and they can tell each other how great they are and they how it might have worked. Anyway. They do that all the time anyway. <laughs> well, let, let, they have let, created let, an alternate reality for themselves. They're living in their own echo chambers. They're insane. Well, put them in their own metaverse then, and just lock I them agree. away. I agree. I agree. Let them go off and, and do their own thing. Fine. Bruce, have you changed your standpoint on what you believe should be done with these people on the other side? So uh, I, I actually, I kind of like Ned's point in saying it's gone too far now to just simply be done with them. Uh, we have to ensure that this is never done again. Yeah. Uh, my, my emotional visceral reaction is um, it comes from a, a, a kind of a religious standpoint, uh, foundation, if you will. 
part of me wants to go through the trials and find them guilty of of genocide as quickly as possible so that their lives are shortened as quickly as possible so they can enter the pits of hell as fast as possible. But I know that's the emotional reaction. Uh, At the same time, we need to know the full extent of what what went on, how they did it, what they did uh, as far as uh, the tech, what it was doing, and to see if there's a way to reverse uh, what was done, or at least uh, at the very least, try to figure out what the problem was so that we can better treat people that are having problems with these vaccines and see, you know, try to determine what the long-term side effects are going to be. And the people that help engineer these things, maybe that should be the rest of their life is trying to to correct the wrong and basically slavery for those individuals, basically. <laughs> you mean, that's, that's, that's quite, <laughs> come down from your billionaire status to, com- to community helper. Well, you know, I th- I yeah, think basically. I think yeah. on yeah, I think as part of this thing, we're going to have to strip them of uh of absolutely everything that has gotten them to the point where they've actually been able to worm their way into a position to be able to do this. I I want to end here on this clip of Dr. Zev Zelenko. He is um he's he's been a very prominent voice. As a matter of fact, I think he even advised Trump a little bit on the side when he was still in office. Uh, he was actually asked about his opinion on things, and of course, it was ignored. I don't know why, but um. Zelenko has been uh, treating his own patients. Bruce, you went through some of those statistics before we started. Do you have actual numbers or do you have them just off the top of your head that you know already? It's just it's just off the top of my head from interviews I've seen of him. Uh, basically, he's had 20 some thousand patients go through his uh, his practice. It's not just him that's seen it. He has doctors under him. But anyway, um, they've not lost any patients. Uh, and in fact, the treatment that he has had that um, he helped really, I, I say he discovered or created or whatever, really all literally what he admits is all the information that he got was freely available out to the public. All he mm-hmm. did was put it together and created a, a, a treatment Work plan that worked. Yeah. yeah. It's, a and protocol. it's like, yeah, yeah it, it's it's something like 84, 86 percent success rate of keeping people out of the hospital. And if you are in the hospital, it it basically keeps you from dying from COVID. Um, and it's it you know boosts your immune system. It it uh, does the same thing as what uh, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, being the the uh, encapsulating the zinc so that it can enter the the cell to stop the replication of viruses. It does the same thing. Um, and I think there's also an um, a um, anti-inflammatory in there as well, which is mm-hmm. part of the side effects of COVID when you have long COVID or whatever they call it, you, you have inflammation and some blood clotting and whatnot in the lungs, which is the scarring and everything. Anyway, yeah, that's kind of his background. Well, I have his uh, I have his protocol. I keep a copy of it uh, printed out just in case. Uh, and if I ever do come down with something again, I will be following that protocol to the letter. You can you can bet. And I keep a supply of the things that he recommends. And it's it's just over the counter vitamin stuff. It's uh, that's all it is. It's high doses of vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, vitamin D three, vitamin K, zinc, uh, and quercetin. Yeah, it's, it, that's that's the other that's the other thing that it was. But uh, anyway, uh, this is him speaking on Real America's Voice to John Fredericks about what he believes should be done with these people on the other side. Dr. Zev, you just heard that from Dr. Malone, uh, the truth now about these vaccines finally starting to come out. And it's not hyperbole and it's not your opinion or my opinion. It's now coming from Pfizer itself from the pages being released. Your, your reaction, doctor? I think, uh, I believe in the rule of law. And after military tribunals or 
Hague-style proceedings. Whoever is found guilty against crimes against humanity and mass murder and genocide should be executed. Well, that's a that's a that's a pretty cold and and, st- and stark reaction. Actually, I disagree with uh, the the uh, talk show host's analysis there that it's co- uh, it's cold and no, it's not the harsh and not, no, no, that's it's not. that's the only conclusion you can come to in this situation, right? Yeah. If if we did the same thing, okay, it, it, we, we we've kind of talked about this uh, a little bit. There's um, at least six million people that have died from the vaccine. At least six million. That's that's also an interesting number because. Less than a hundred years ago, we had six million people of the same faith that uh, Zelenko is a part of. There, they were killed off in a science experiment. Um, this is not much different here. We we just had six million people killed off in a science science okay. experiment. What will be, and there will be people that will cry vengeance. But before you take the vengeance, the one thing you got to do is you got to learn from this, and it's going to take years. You don't don't line them up and shoot them because you've got to work out. What has happened over decades and what their next step was going to be and how they were going to achieve this. You've got to get out of these people a lot. Yeah. And it's not a case of a show trial and everything, because this is something that affected and is still affecting the whole human race. Someone has managed to create a control mechanism on a such a vast scale. It, it, you've, you've got to really take it this bag of spaghetti to bits. You've got to really reverse engineer this to find out how it all worked. Because one thing we've got to be careful about is there are going to be scapegoats handed up. There's going to be faces handed up. And you've got to make sure you get to the bottom of it because that hole is a very dark hole. Yeah, and you've got to find out what's at the bottom of it. And it isn't going to be. And if the sacrificial goats get put up against the wall, and obviously, and the people go, "Yeah, we're happy now," you can bet it that no. you haven't found out everything. No, no, you got to get to the bottom of it. You're absolutely right, my friend. All right, it'll, um, it'll happen again. It'll happen again exactly. if we don't get down to the bottom of this. Yep. Exactly. So we're going to go ahead and end on that note. For those of you who would like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. Do you know someone that you're trying to wake up? Do you know someone that you're trying to get pointed in the right direction to get some information? That's all we're trying to do here. Just as Ned stated earlier, we're now the ones that are responsible for getting information to people. And that's all we're trying to do. We're trying to save lives and we're trying to get people informed and we're trying to right the sinking ship. So I want to thank you guys for being here today. I want to thank all of the listeners. Everyone have a fantastic weekend. And if you're listening to us on Monday, have a great evening and we will see you tomorrow.